Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Father, we want to bless you this evening. We thank you, we glorify you, we honor you, we adore you. We praise your holy name. This is the 11th night VG for this year. Father, we honor you because you can't us worthy to be in your presence. We honor you, we adore you, Lord. We bless your holy name. Thank you, Lord, for what you are doing. Thank you for the blessing of January, February, March, April, May, June, July, August. We glorify you. Father, we thank you for the blessing of September. We honor you for the October. Now, November, we are here to receive you, Lord. We honor you, we adore you. Being thy exalted in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Almighty God. We thank you for what you are going to do for the remaining of this year. We bless your holy name. In Jesus' name we pray. Brethren, before we sit down, let us quickly tell God, God, I'm here this night. The purpose for me to be here this night, let it be fulfilled in the mighty name of Jesus. Quickly. Father, we pray unto you. We, are, we gather together here. There is reason why you have brought us here, Lord. That reason must be fulfilled in the mighty name of Jesus. For the rest of this year, Lord, the promises that you have had for me, it shall be fulfilled in the mighty name of Jesus. In Jesus' name we pray. Hallelujah. You may have your seat. I give glory to God to be in your presence this evening. And I also give glory that you are also partaking in this uh, end of the year blessing. And the blessing shall be permanent in the mighty name of Jesus. Uh, briefly, we are going to be looking at uh, the basic need of the church. The basic need of the church. I know that we have so many things that we are looking on to God. We have so many things in our mind that we want God to do for us. But it's going to be different tonight because I'm looking at into a different direction. I want to talk about the basic need of the church. The Bible said that uh, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. All other things shall be added unto it. This night I'll be examining three key points that is basic need of the church. Three key points. So I want you to listen attentively. If you're able to get these three, these three key points, all other things shall be added unto you. The first thing in my, on my list is that we should be a safe membership. That's one of the things. A saved membership. So when we are saved, the church of God will progress. What we require to do is to first acknowledge that yes, we are sinners. That we have come before him and we have confessed our sins and we receive the blessing and the favor and grace and we, we are saved. So for every church to progress and for the pastor team to be happy, their member must be saved. So the first basic need of the church is for a safe membership. A safe membership will orig originate from sense of lostness. 
A person must come to know the knowledge of sin and sinfulness in the sight of God, of God's holiness. We must appreciate that Jesus Christ has died for us. Because he has died for us, the purpose of him being crucified is for us to be saved. So one of the basic needs of the churches is for each member to be saved. So brethren, I want you to examine yourself this night. Are you saved? I'm not talking of coming to church only. I remember Pastor Lekan used to say, coming to church does not mean that you are saved. Are you saved? This is one of the basic needs. If you are not saved, that means you don't have this basic need. As the Bible says, when you seek the kingdom of God and its righteousness, all other things shall be added unto thee. Whatever you are passing through, once you are saved, you fall under the category of people that will receive all other things. Because a saved member will always seek the kingdom of God. We must accept the sacrifice that Jesus Christ has paid for us. We must come to the knowledge of Christ's perfect sacrifice upon the cross. This has to be acknowledged. That is very, very important. So, brethren, if you are saved, hallelujah, and praise the Lord for that. But not just only you, even your family should be safe along with you. Praise the Lord. Once a person is saved, the kingdom of God is assured. Because that is the, one of the uh, requirements, being a safe member. That means the kingdom of God is assured. Uh, shall we look at the book of um, Revelation, chapter 7? We'll be looking at uh, verse 14 to 17. I'm sure... Uh, because of what we are studying presently in the home cell, we are used to these uh, particular uh, verses I've selected. Because the reward of being saved is what is being mentioned here. It says, So I said to him, My Lord, you know the answer. Then he said to me, These are the ones who have come out of the great tribulation. They have washed their robes and made them white. In the blood of the Lamb. For this reason, they are before the throne. Before the throne of God. And they serve Him day and night in His temple. And the ones seated on the throne will shelter them. They will never go hungry or be thirsty again. And the sun will not beat them down, nor any burning heat. Because the Lamb in the middle of the throne... We shepherd them and lead them to the spring of living water. And God will wipe away every tears from their eyes. I pray that God will wipe away all your tears in Jesus' name. These are the reward of those that have been saved. Those that have washed their clothes. They've washed their clothes clean. So if you are saved, you are going to be part of this. Because you will worship the Lord. People that are not saved cannot worship the Lord. Only those that are saved will worship the Lord. If you look at the book of Isaiah, somebody can quickly open that. 49.10 49.10 
Isaiah 49, 10 and Isaiah 28, uh, 25, 8. Somebody can read. Amen. 25.8 Amen. These are part of reward being saved. God will wipe away your tears. And we give you joy. And you will smile in the house of the Lord. May God bless you in Jesus' name. And when you are saved, what does it mean? It means that you have everything. Because having Christ, you have all. So a saved member has Christ and he has, he has everything. The church, as a body of Christ, comes together as saved members to present themselves for services. And they receive education through worship and encouragement, love and acceptance. The second basic need of the church is for a spiritual field membership. First, you have to be saved. The next one is you must be spiritually filled, filled up, not an empty vessel. Because if you are, if you are saved and you are not filled with Holy Spirit, you can be praying to, to God and you are praying, you are praying, devil can come and knock you on the head. That, what are you saying? How do you respond to that? But when you are filled up with the Holy Spirit, you will respond like fire. Iron sharpen iron. You will fire back and it will flee away from you. So, like I said, the basic need of the church. Being a safe member is you must be spirit-filled membership. Every safe member should be able to be filled with Holy Spirit to pray fervently and heal. Even cast out demons. As you we were coming, I was listening to one of our Lord, our Father in the Lord in Nigeria. He said that every member of the church should be able to cast out uh, demons. Every member of the church should be able to pray and headache will disappear. You don't have to wait for pastor. You don't have to wait for any leaders. You don't have to wait for your cell leaders. You pray. You are feeling headache, you touch your head and you, you pray and it will flee away. But when you are not filled with Holy Spirit, maybe the demon that has put that headache there, when you say in Jesus' name, he says, keep quiet. Then you get confused. So, one of the basic needs of the church is for us to be spiritually filled up. We should not be an empty vessel. We know if we roll an empty drum here, it will make noise. But when the, the drum is filled up, you will never hear anything. Now, when you are spiritually filled up, what are the gifts? What are the benefits? This we can see in the the fruit of the Spirit, as found in the book of Galatians, 
Galatians 5, 22 to 23. We may not read it because of our time, but for those of us that are involved in uh, discipleship, you, you might have come across this. The first fruit of the Spirit is love. And when you talk of love, one way or the other, we have one at a time fall in love. We are talking about sweet heart. So when you are spiritually filled up, you have the sweet heart. Then you have the joy. That is happiness. When you are spiritually filled up, each time you will be happy. Even when you are going, you will be happy, you will be singing. When you see somebody that is happy, without telling you, you will be able to say, yeah, this fellow is happy. So, one of the fruits of the Spirit is being happy. That when you have joy. Another one is peace. That is harmony. You live in peace. You have peace of mind. You have peace with your neighbor. Have peace with your friend. Even with your enemy, you have peace with them. When you have peace with your enemy, there will be nothing to challenge you about. So this is part of the being spiritually filled up. Long suffering, that is tolerant. When you are spiritually filled up, you have tolerance, you tolerate one another. But areas where you are not spiritually filled up, you, you may not have that spirit to tolerate one another. So when you are spiritually filled up, you are, you are going to tolerate one another. Another one is gentleness. That is calmness. You calm, you have the calmness. It takes the spirit of God for somebody to have this spiritual um, fruit. Goodness. Faith. Trust. That is goodness, faith. When you have faith, you have the trust in the Lord. You will be praying, Lord, this is what I want. At the same time, you have the faith that your prayer will be answered. This is trust. Meekness. That is humbleness. You humble yourself. There is no, there is no pride. And temperance. That you look sober. That soberness. This can only come out of sense of belonging to God's family. All these fruit of the Spirit will only come when you belong to God's family. And not just belonging to God's family only. You must be spiritually filled. You must be a saved member. So, when we trust in the dwelling spirit of God and stay focused upon Christ and His word, the spirit of the, the fruit of the spirit is part and parcel of being saved. Praise the Lord. Uh, this leads to the Third basic need of the church, that is, an altitude of, for revival. Many of us, we are praying, we want revival, we want revival. A father and a son went to church. When they got home, the father asked the son to pray. The son prayed that, Lord, we thank you for today's service. We bless you because today we can see you in the service. We can see your presence in today's service. In Jesus' name we pray. So the father asked him that, so all this while you have been going to church, it's only today you are seeing the presence of God in the service. He said, yes, daddy, because 
when the praise and worship was ministering, my spirit was lifted up. I could see everybody, they were happy. And I feel that revival is ongoing. We need to revive ourselves. Revival is one of the basic things that we need in the church. We need to revive ourselves. We can't just sit down, we pray, and we sing. When we are doing this thing, our spirit must be lifted up. We need to revive ourselves. Many people pray and wait for revival, but revival never comes. Why? Because they are expecting when a special pastor will be invited, when a special evangelist will be invited, they are waiting for that. No. Revival starts from your heart. Revive yourself first. Revive your heart. These are the basic things that the church needs. When, when your mind is re- revived, as you are coming into the church, people will see the joy. People will even ask you, brother, sister, tell me the secret. What is happening today? You say, that is Lord. So you will be able to say that. So we need to revive our mind. So this is one of the things that church needs. And when you have all these things, like the Matthew 6, 33 says, Seek first the kingdom of God, and all other things shall be added unto you. Every time that we have an increase in awareness of God's agenda, or purpose for us in evangelism, mission, and worship, these awareness come from God through times of prayer. You can only have this type of uh, awareness when you pray. When you pray to God, that is the time you can have it. That is the spirit of uh, reviving your spirit. When we see where God is working, we join Him. This is part of revival. Maybe God has laid in your hand that, okay, you need to join praise and worship team. You need to join intercessory team. You need to join usher or any ministry. You have noticed that God is at work. You join Him. This is reviving you. This is part of the revival. It's not necessarily when we gather everybody together and we clap in, we dance, we pray. Not just that. Every time we should be reviving ourselves through the prayer. So revival is one of the things that we need in the church. It's one of the basic things. We need to wake up from our slumber. We need to wake up. Brethren, there is time for everything. Now we have the energy. We have the time. Create the time to revive yourself. And when you revive yourself, the work of God in your life will progress. Because an engine that is not oiled, we, 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 that type of engine will work and stop. So we need to oil ourselves. We need to revive ourselves. We need to experience the presence of God in our service. And how do we experience this? How do we have this experience? Not that you are coming to church because of the problem you have at home. You frown your eyes. Or because of one problem or the other, you are not happy. People are asking you, why, why is this happening? Why is that happening? No. Make yourself happy. Let people see the presence of God in your life. Praise the Lord. We need to be like Jacob. 
Jacob cried out, surely the Lord is here. Even your own closet at home, in your closet, when you pray, you will have the feeling that your prayer has been answered. You will say, oh, surely God is here. God is here. So this is part of revival that we need to revive ourselves. In the church here, I will give you an example how people are spiritually filled up. One of the services here, some people came from Saudi Arabia. They were just on visit. When they were going, I asked them, are you leaving? Because they were new. They, they, they came for the first time. They said yes, that they only came for holiday in Oman here. But what church is this? I said, I said this is bread of life. You know what they said? They said, they are spiritually lifted up. That was the comment. In fact, quickly I, I, I called one of the others out to talk to them, but unfortunately, they have moved. And you know what they said? Just as they were coming in, they were welcomed with warm smile from the ushers. So that was the first impression they have. But by the time they sat down, don't be surprised, when the praise and worship, when they were worshiping here, they were lifted up. So, even if their soul was dull before, I'm telling you, brethren, this group of people were spiritually revived. And they were happy. They were telling me, they were even asking, who is that person giving the message? Pastor Leslie was the one delivering message that day here. So, this is the kind of atmosphere we want to see in every service. In every service. But before this can happen, we need to pray. We need to pray. It doesn't happen overnight. We need to pray and ask for it. We ask for the Spirit. The only thing required from you is you must be saved. And when you are, once you are saved, it means you must be spiritually filled up and you will be revived. And I pray tonight that wherever in our life that has gone to slumber, God will revive us in Jesus' name. Just as the usher set in, in motion with welcome and smile and happiness, and the praise and worship electrify it with, the, with their songs of praise, and the pastoral team feed us with the spirit, spiritual bread of message, the congregation is full of joy. This shows the presence of God. This is revival. Revival is the presence of God among his own people. This is my own definition of revival. Not when a special evangelist is invited, but when the people of God are happy. This is the definition of my own revival, and the presence of God is in our midst. Partnering with God is a most spiritual task. We need to partner, have partnership with God. We don't do things with our flesh. We don't do things physically. We should do it spiritually. We should have the direction from God. So, in this case, that means you have to partner with God. You have to partner yourself with God. Not that we just be praying, 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 praying. You need to obey the rules and commandments of God. That is the only 
time God can be in partnership with you. If you are not obeying His rule, He'll be looking at you, even though the grace is there. The grace is there for us. And I pray that we will not miss the grace and the mercy in Jesus' name. How do we partner with God? We need to see where it's required for us to, to join Him at work. So, by doing so, we are already partnering we are already in partnership with him. When you are in partnership with God, you will be able to develop yourself. You will be able to read your Bible from time to time. Not Sunday, uh, Friday, Friday kind of a uh, Christian. And I pray that God will lift us up in Jesus' name. Let us rise up. The Lord that answered by fire, he will be my God. The Lord that answered by fire, he will be my God. The Lord that answered by fire, he will The Lord that answered by fire, he will be my God. Oh, he will be your God, oh, he will be my God. He will be my God, oh, he will be the Lord that answered by fire, He will be my God. Answered by fire, He will be my God. Amen. We are going to thank God. We are going to thank Him for the promises as recorded in the book of Matthew 16:18. I will build my church, the gate of hell shall not prevail. This is a great promise that God has had for us. We are going to pray. Continue to pray and thank Him for these promises that He has made for us. God, as You have promised that You are going to build Your church, the gate of hell shall never prevail. Father, we pray that You build Your church with Your Spirit. The Holy Spirit will flow and it will be in the life of each and every one of the congregation. In Jesus' name we pray. The only thing that stops prayer is sin. When you are in sin, it means that your prayer might not be answered. So we are going to tell God, God have mercy upon us. Anything that we will hold my prayer, that will not allow my prayer to be answered. God have mercy and forgive me. Prayer. Father, in Jesus' name, whatever sin that we have committed, that may withhold our, our prayer, we pray that you will have mercy over us and forgive us in the mighty name of Jesus. We bind every spirit of Deception in our life, in the mighty name of Jesus. We buy every spirit over the power of darkness that caused sin into our life, in the mighty name of Jesus. In Jesus' name we pray. Now we are going to ask for Holy Spirit. God, fill me with your spirit. I believe that you are safe member of bread of life already. Ask for God to fill you with his Holy Spirit. Father, in Jesus' name, fill me with your spirit in the mighty name of Jesus. Let your Holy Spirit fill into my life in Jesus' name. Father, let the power and the cross of the cross and that of the Holy Spirit be released and be thrown upon each and every member of this church in the mighty name of Jesus. Every flesh in our body shall be dethroned in the mighty name of Jesus. Let there be full and fresh authority of Holy Spirit upon the pastor, upon the leaders, and not upon every brethren in the mighty name of Jesus. In Jesus' name we pray.
We are going to tell God. God, send out the fire of Holy Spirit. As we have done on the day of Pentecost. Let the fire of Holy Spirit descend down. Upon each and every one. In the mighty name of Jesus. Continue to pray. Father, in Jesus' name we ask for the power of Holy Spirit. Let the power of fire of revival disgrace every territorial evil that is withholding the Holy Spirit among the brethren in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, we pray that your Holy Spirit will dwell in our midst in Jesus' name. Father, we pray that every member, the pastoral team, the member, the congregation, the leader, that you will fill them with your Spirit in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Almighty God. In Jesus' name we pray. Heavenly unspashable Lord, we lift up every member of this church. We pray and bless them that, Lord, you will bless them with the Spirit in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, we pray for each and every one of the congregation that you will fill them with your Spirit in the mighty name of Jesus. Every person that are not saved in this church is not just coming to the Lord or to the church. We pray that you will give them the spirit of save, that we save them in the mighty name of Jesus. We lift up the pastoral team and leaders to you. Lord, we thank you for their father's heart, for their servant's heart, Lord. Mighty God, keep them from losing the heat when the ministry gets off in the mighty name of Jesus. May they wholeheartedly give their attention to prayer and ministry of word in the mighty name of Jesus. Keep them above reproach in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, let them have time for their faith and their family in Jesus' name. We lift up the praise and worship team, Lord. Use their praise and worship to draw more people to your presence in the mighty name of Jesus. We pray that you will give them the spirit to sing to you as they are singing on earth here in the heaven they shall sing to you almighty in the mighty name of Jesus. We pray for women ministry Lord. Teach our women to be virtuous. Women with gentle and quiet spirit who put their hope in you Lord. Train them to contend for the gospel side by side with men in the mighty name of Jesus. We leave the excellent men Lord unto you. Father, use this ministry to build our men in faith. Teach them to be in the right relationship with you in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, we pray that you, you will give them the spirit for them to love their, their wives and make sacrifice in the mighty name of Jesus. Give them instruction that they will be able to, to be patient for their, with their children in Jesus' name. Encourage them. To hold one another accountable as they carry each other's bodies in the mighty name of Jesus. May they speak the truth even when it is hard in the mighty name of Jesus. We lift up the children ministry to you, Lord. We pray that you will create an atmosphere where you will encourage them, you will encourage the teacher to teach them, Lord, the right path and to lead the children in the right path in the mighty name of Jesus. We pray that whatever they learn in their, in their various classes, Lord, it shall be, become part and parcel of them in Jesus' name. We lift up the intercessory ministry, Lord, that you will empower them with more anointing in the mighty name of Jesus. You will feed their heart with more desire to intercede in the mighty name of Jesus. As they are starting the gap, every gap, gap of their life, you will bridge them in the mighty name of Jesus. 
Almighty God will leave the outreach ministry as well. Father, remind them to do good and share with one another every pleasing sacrifice in the mighty name of Jesus. Enable them to meet people that are in need in Jesus' name. And finally, we leave the ushering ministry unto you, Lord. Father, give them the spirit of humbleness in the mighty name of Jesus. Let them give them the wisdom and all at a servant service in the mighty name of Jesus. We pray for the rest of the congregation, Lord, that you continue to minister to them and you keep them safe. You draw them closer to you in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for what you have done in our life. We honor you. We adore you. We glorify your holy name. In Jesus' name, we pray. Let us continue to remain in the attitude of prayer and worship. Let us thank the Lord for this opportunity He has given us. It is not by might nor by power, but by spirit, says the Lord. It is not by your decision or not my decision that we are here today, but it is by the grace of the Lord and it is by His leading that we are all here to pray for one another and to pray for the body of Christ. Father, we thank you, Lord, for this time. Even as you have led through your child, Lord, till this time, we commit the rest of the hour into your hands, Lord. Take all glory, honor, and praise from all of us, Lord. For in Jesus' name we pray. For in Jesus' name we pray. Please be seated. I want to ask you a question now. How many of you have proclaimed the gospel of Jesus Christ in the last one year to any person, be it your family members, be it your colleagues, be it your family? Raise up, please. How many of you have proclaimed the gospel in the last two years? One and two together. Last five years. The reason I'm asking this is, after we, are, we have been saved, at least once, all of us might have shared the gospel of Jesus Christ. Am I right? Yes. But, are we doing it consistently? Let us open our Bibles to Matthew chapter 28. Verse 16, the passage where the Lord has given the great commission to his disciples, very familiar passage, all of us know it, even let us go through it once again, so that we will be reminded of the high calling the Lord has called each one of us. Matthew chapter 28, verse 16 to 20 I read, then the eleven disciples went to Galilee to the mountain where Jesus had told them to go. When they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and 
teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. This passage starts with the eleven disciples going to Galilee to a mountain where the Lord has told them to go. There was an instruction given to these eleven disciples to go to a specific place and to wait upon the Lord there. Judas was no more there. The eleven disciples were there. And the Lord had told them a specific place and they all went there. The first thing we see here is the availability of the disciples. They wanted to be where the Lord has told them to go. They did not disobey the word of the Lord and they were available. And then, when they saw him, they worshipped him. Immediately after they were there, when they saw the Lord Jesus Christ, they all worshipped him because they have went through the situation wherein the Lord was crucified in front of their eyes. The Lord was persecuted by the Romans and they were all confused. But when they saw the Lord resurrected and in the resurrected body when the Lord appeared to them, now they understood the purpose of the Lord coming to this earth and they knew the deity of the Lord Jesus Christ. They were able to understand the very purpose of the Lord, why he came to this earth and they all worshipped him with awe and reverence. So the next thing what we see in the disciples' heart is their worship to the Lord. But some doubted because they were still under the confusion. Why is this our Lord who was supposed to be a king over the Israel and who was supposed to destroy the whole Roman kingdom and give us the kingdom, the earthly kingdom to Israel has died on the cross. And now we see the Lord resurrected. What is it? They were all confused. And some had a doubt. But many of them had faith in Him. They all worshipped. Because they were available there, and because they worshipped, they received the high calling. Everyone who was not present at that place, everyone who did not understand the deity of the Lord, everyone who had not worshipped the Lord, did not receive the high calling for their lives. These eleven were privileged to be at the place who were the first to receive the great commission from the Lord Himself. And then the Lord Jesus came to them and said, they were all there before even the Lord has, was present there. They were waiting upon the Lord. And the Lord came to them and then said to them, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Here the Lord is explaining them the process which, we, which he went through on the cross. When he obeyed the Father and came down to this earth and died on the cross. And when he obeyed the Father in fullness, the Lord exalted him. The Father exalted him above everything and seated him on the right hand side of God. Which is going to happen. The Lord is saying... Now, because I fulfilled the purpose for which I have come, the Father has given all authority in the heaven and on earth to me. It was given to me by my Father. 
this is where the lord is saying therefore now you see all through you this 3 years you have seen me preaching in the streets of jerusalem and in galilee and in all israel but the very purpose i have come to this earth is to die on the cross for your sins now the the haze in front of the eyes of all the disciples is slowly going away the, all the confusion which they had all these 3 years was going away even the lord has opened the eyes of the disciples through the road of emmaus in the same way the lord has opened the eyes and of all the disciples now they were able to see the very purpose of the lord why he had to go through the suffering and why he had to endure the cross why he had to die now it is very clear to them the lord is clarifying them now all authority in heaven and on earth is given to me therefore now the purpose for which i have done all these things is to build my kingdom now you are the instruments therefore now you go and make disciples of all nations baptizing them in the name of the father and of the son and of the holy spirit if the lord's purpose for the church is fellowship the lord would have taken all of us the moment we are saved because the fellowship in heaven is best compared to the fellowship in on the earth if the purpose for the church is to worship the lord the lord would have taken all of us to heaven the moment we are all saved because the worship in heaven is perfect compared to the worship in earth because we are still in our fleshly bodies this is where the lord is telling them about the high calling the purpose i leave you on this earth is that you will proclaim my name to all the nations and you will bring many from sin to righteousness that's the reason i leave you on this earth but i not leave you as orphans but i will empower with you empower you with my spirit this way the lord is saying all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me now therefore go and make disciples the purpose is to not just to preach the gospel to the world the very commission the great commission the lord has given to the disciples and each one of us is to make disciples even as each one of these disciples underwent the discipleship from the very lord the lord is reminding them how i have made you all my disciples by teaching you about the kingdom of god now i am asking you now i am sending you to go and do the same to make the disciples of all the nations this is a key aspect which we miss out when we proclaim the gospel we think that okay we if we just tell about the lord jesus christ our part is over that's not the truth the truth is that lord wants each one of us to go and make disciples what is it to make disciples we'll come to see in the later part therefore go and make disciples of all nations baptizing them in the name of the father and of the son and of the holy spirit in the account of matthew it was written that therefore go and make disciples of all nations immediately baptizing them but there is an element of 
the proclamation of gospel in between going and make and baptizing them here the lord is talking about the water baptism itself but before they get baptized the purpose and the responsibility of the disciples is to preach the gospel and then preach the repentance and the forgiveness of sins that is accounted in the gospel of luke let us turn to gospel of luke chapter 24 where we see luke chapter 24 verse 45 i read then he opened their minds so they could understand the scriptures he told them this is what is written the christ will suffer and rise from the dead on the third day and repentance and forgiveness of sins will be preached in his name to all the nations beginning at jerusalem this is the account of luke which comes before the baptizing of all the nations in the name of the father and of the son and of the holy spirit so the main proclamation of gospel consists of two things which is proclaiming the repentance and the forgiveness of sins i want to emphasize this part because today in this world the gospel is taken to the people not in the truthful way how the lord has intended it to be there are false promises given to all the people in this world that if you go to jesus your troubles will be finished that's not written in the scripture that is not what the lord has told the disciples to go and preach the very moment we encounter a person the first thing that should come into our mind is that he is a sinner and he needs repentance because that is the path which we underwent and came to the lord is it right or not is there anyone who did not recognize yourself as sinner and yet and still came to the lord jesus christ i will be really surprised if there is one person in this congregation who have not acknowledged that they are sinners and still knew the lord jesus christ there is none i tell you that is the purpose of the lord the first thing that should come into our mind is that the person is in sin and he needs a savior that is what is missing in today's gospel preaching there is a reason for that one because of the terrestrial plane in which all the people are thinking because of the bombardment of the terrestrial thing the trivial things our mind has gone into a lethargic state where we even forgot what is the purpose of the very salvation the salvation is to bring sinners from their sin into repentance and into salvation this is what is written the christ will suffer and rise from the dead on the third day and repentance and forgiveness of sins will be preached in his name to all nations beginning at jerusalem if we preach a false promise gospel to the one which whom we encounter we will create false converts but if we preach 
the truth to everyone whom we encounter we will produce a true disciples because once a person understands his state of sin and repents and understands the forgiveness of the lord and comes to the lord he will never go back into this world and he will be a true disciple to the lord and even the devil is very clever and very deceptive in this area because he shuns the gospel preachers to talk about sin in this world by taking the advantage of the society and the governments the devil has put a veil before the eyes of every man by saying that sin is relative you don't need to worry about sin a sin for one person might not be sin to you that's why the talk of today is tolerate let us tolerate each other if they have some problem with sin it is their problem why do you need to go and tell them about their sin why not you mind your own business do you see that in this world today it is prevalent especially in the western countries it is very much prevalent that they will not allow you to talk about the word sin that has become a byword and it will come to this eastern side as well even as the days are progress even as the coming of the lord is near the preaching of the gospel will become difficult in this world but what about you and me shall we abide to the truth which the lord has given us that when we encounter any person the first thing that should come into our mind is that they are sinners that is true love if i see their physical problems only and if i tell that if you come to jesus your problems will be solved you might think that you are loving that person but that there is that is a false love because after some time that person if he if his problems does not go away he will turn back into this world to some other person who gives such a similar kind of promises that's why the lord told his disciples go and make disciples by preaching what repentance and then the forgiveness of sins in the name of the lord only in jesus your sins will be forgiven there is no other name in heaven or earth or anywhere that you might come to the father it is only by jesus this is the true gospel and let us come back to matthew chapter 28 All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me and therefore go and make disciples I will add here by preaching the repentance and forgiveness of sins in the name of the Lord and then baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit this is a very important thing the reason is many persons who believe in the Lord disobey the command of the water baptism the Lord is insisting on baptizing them in the name of father and son of the holy spirit because the lord wants a public obedience to his name i have heard this word many times in this world he is a secret believer there is no secret believer in bible you can't be a believer of the lord and be secret in your closet saying that i will be in my closet all my life and then i'll go to heaven the lord will not acknowledge it 
the lord says you need to go to the public and acknowledge that i am your lord that's where the commandment of baptism came into presence the lord gave the commandment of baptism to make his commitment in his heart to be a public display to the world that this person is acknowledging with his heart and making his commitment known to the people around that's why the lord continues there saying that baptizing them in the name of the father and of the son and of the holy spirit and then here has the key word it doesn't stop there this is where we make disciples if you just proclaim the gospel and leave away you are not making disciples but when you teach them and teaching them to obey everything i have commanded you the lord has commanded so many things to the disciples which were not recorded in the gospels john confirms that if we write everything the lord has done and said in the books the whole world will not be sufficient to carry the books there are many things they heard when the lord spoke to them about the kingdom of god lord equipped them with the words everything the lord has commanded them now they are supposed to go and teach the world and then make disciples and teaching them to obey everything i have commanded you and then the lord says all this you will not be able to do by your own strength you will be equipped from high when you wait upon me when i will send you my holy spirit then you will receive the power so that you will be the witnesses in jerusalem judea and samaria and to all the ends of the earth the lord gave this great commission to them and then the lord is saying it is not by your own might or by your power you will do this one but i will equip you i will give you the boldness i will give you the strength and power so that you will go and preach and then you will make disciples this is the crux of the great commission the lord has given us we need to introspect ourselves where are we in this great commission we always think that missionary activity is for a special group of people or evangelism is a gift that's why i don't need to evangelize but the lord is not talking about a public evangelism that's a gift but personal evangelism is a high calling to every child of god every one of you is a missionary every one of you is an evangelist but what is stopping you to proclaim the name of the lord as the lord leads you the reason is if your worship comes down your desire to proclaim his name also will come down that's why the lord chose the disciples who are available and who worship him to take the great commission into the world shall we all arise let this be our prayer today whatever we have studied in the scripture this might be applicable to you or might not be applicable to you in the sense what i mean is there are some of the brothers and sisters who are available and who are worshiping the lord but there are some who might not be having that zeal to proclaim the name of the lord shall we renew our commitment to the lord that lord here i am even as isaiah said lord here i am shall we renew our commitment to the lord lord 
our desire is to obey your commandment lord once we understand once we understood your purpose of coming to the earth lord how can we stay back in our closets as a secret believers not proclaiming your name lord would you make that your prayer today that lord i will be available the lord i will be available to proclaim your name and to make disciples in every opportunity which you give me in season and out of season the word says be prepared paul says to timothy timothy be prepared in season and out of season sometimes you will you will be shocked to see an opportunity coming you by when you are not prepared that's the reason the lord has said now prepare yourself in season and out of season there is no time for this one every minute is a time you never know when i will send across to you a person who is in need of salvation are you prepared in season and out of season that you will tell him the reason for your salvation the reason why your hope in the salvation so that the other person who is in need of salvation is encouraged by your testimony and will give his life to the lord are you available all the time for the lord the availability doesn't mean that you are available on the road to tell gospel to a person the availability means are you communing with the lord all the time so that your spirit is in communion with the holy spirit god so that you will identify the voice of the holy spirit whom he is sending to you to receive the gospel each one of us has a commission each one of us interact with many people the people whom with i interact are not the people whom you interact the people who are around you are the ones chosen by the lord to be put around you the family the relatives are around you because the lord has chosen you as a channel for the gospel to those people who are around you and the same is with me but are we prepared in our spirit to identify the opportunities father grant us grace lord to be available to you all the time lord but even as the time of your coming is near lord help us to lord make us available to you all the time lord in season and out of season lord lord when you bring your children to us lord help us not to go back from them but lord help us to tell them the reason for our salvation for the hope reason for the hope of our salvation that is christ jesus who has forgiven our sins it is by trusting in the lord that i have received the forgiveness of my sins lord help us to proclaim the true gospel to the dying world in front of us lord lord once the world is shut down once a man closes his eyes on this earth the next moment he is in the lake of fire with no opportunity to come back to life lord lord is a dreadful thing for a man to fall into your hands of wrath lord lord help us to have concern in this world lord to our near and dear our family our relatives our friends our colleagues and everyone who comes across to us lord lord remove lethargy from our lives lord lord forgive us lord if we have been sleeping all this time lord unable to identify the opportunities which you are giving us lord lord help us in jesus name we pray
let us worship the lord with truth and in spirit the lord wants his children to worship him in truth and in spirit once your worship goes high you will understand the heartbeat of the lord which is the salvation the lord said through the book of peter that i desire none should perish that's the heartbeat of the lord that is the very purpose the clock is still ticking on this earth the time into which the lord has brought eternity the earth is still ticking because the lord wants none to perish there are some chosen ones in this world who are yet to come to you and there is no other channel apart from you and me for the gospel to reach to them let us take a commitment that lord Lord, even as we worship you and understand your heart, Lord, let your heart be my heart, Lord. That a concern to the lost world be my concern. And that, Lord, I will proclaim the true gospel. I will not produce false converts in this world. Lord, let me produce true disciples for you, Lord. When I proclaim that they are in sin, and when they realize that they are sinners and come to you, Lord, they will become your true disciples and never go back into this world, Lord. Lord help me to be a channel for the true gospel. Lord let your worship increase in me Lord. Help me to know your deity. Help me to know your glorious position in in heaven Lord. So that Lord I understand why you have made me in this world. Why you have chosen me in your beloved. Why you have equipped me by your holy spirit. That Lord I would be a channel for your gospel to reach to the lost. father help us lord to understand your heart and your mind lord that heart which beats for a lost soul lord you are the one who came down to search and save the lost lord lord help us to have your mind and your heart as well lord even as we behave in this world like you lord help us to have a compassion like you to this world lord when we see a lost world help us to love them with a the true love lord the love which have a concern about their salvation not just the concern about their well-being in this world lord but lord a true concern that we would bring them lord to you to the true gospel that they may be saved for eternity we thank you and praise you in jesus name we pray let us also pray that we hear the voice of the holy spirit inside of us if we walk by the spirit we will be sensitive to the holy spirit god who is inside us and talking to us every time an opportunity comes to us if we are lethargic in our spirit we will miss the opportunities and then later we will realize that i have missed the opportunity to tell the gospel to this to this my brother or my colleague So let us ask the Lord to give us grace to identify every opportunity to be sensitive to the Holy Spirit that we will be ready in season and out of season walking in the spirit knowing the heart of the Lord and abiding in the word Father help us Lord to abide in your word and Lord to walk in your spirit to commune with you all the day Lord throughout the Lord help us to commune with you and to understand and lord to identify the opportunities which you are giving us lord 
And Lord, help us to Lord proclaim the gospel with boldness which you are giving us. Pray that the Lord would give you boldness by His Spirit. By your strength, if you go, you will not be able to proclaim that the man is a sinner because you will stop at that veil the devil has put in front of you. Tolerate. If you want to cross that veil of toleration, it is by the boldness given by the Holy Spirit God. Only by that you can tear that veil of toleration and go and touch the hearts of the sinners. Ask the Lord to equip us with the boldness. It is not by might or my or power, but by the Spirit, says the Lord. All the kingdom shall topple. Every kingdom of the devil which he is building in this world will be toppled if we are equipped by the Holy Spirit God. Father, equip us by your Spirit and boldness that Lord will proclaim your name with boldness into this world, Lord. Give us boldness, Lord. Help us to be witnesses of you, Lord. What we have received, help us to tell the same to the people who are dying in this world. Lord, I was a sinner, now I see. I was blind, now I see, Lord. Help me to proclaim the same. You are a sinner, if you trust in the Lord, you will see the life. Lord, equip us, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Let us pray that the Lord would strengthen us Even when we proclaim the gospel in this world, not everyone would listen to the gospel. That's why Paul said in Corinthians, we are an aroma when we preach the gospel. A fragrance of life to those who are being saved, but a smell of death to those who are being perishing. Sowing the seed is our responsibility. To give it increases the Lord's own responsibility. Let us not into enter into that domain and let us be encouraged that Lord we have sown the seed and Lord we submit it to you. Each time we proclaim the gospel let us submit to the Lord and then continue to pray all the days of our life. Till we see the Lord face to face let us proclaim, let us pray for all those who have, whom we have already spoken the gospel to. Let us not be discouraged by their rebellion or rejection. But let us continue to pray for them because it is the Lord who will give the increase. It is the Lord who will convict the hearts. It is not by man that a man will be convicted. Father, grant us grace to be strengthened by your Spirit, Lord. Even as some would not acknowledge the gospel, even as some would rebel in the face of us, some reject in the face of us, but Lord, we know that it is you who will convict them, Lord. Lord, convict the children, Lord, convict the children whom you have already spoken the gospel and bring them into salvation, Father. And Lord, help us to grow, Lord, in strength that we will continue to proclaim the gospel irrespective of whether a man believes it or not. For in Jesus' name we pray. Finally, let us pray for all the missionaries, evangelists who are in the field working for the Lord night and day proclaiming the gospel, the true gospel. And there are dangers for the missionaries and evangelists in this world. Because the devil is not sitting idle. The unbelieving world creates problems to the believers. That's why Paul said to Romans, when, they, when, he said to me, when he had written a letter to them, he asked them to join in my struggle by praying for me. Pray that I will be protected from the unbelievers in Jerusalem. Let us have the same prayer for every man of God across the world. Let us not confine it to our bread of life fellowship. 
let us extend it to the body of Christ across the world. Lord, every true child of you who is proclaiming the gospel, protect them by your power and by your spirit, Lord. That none of the plans of this and the strategies of the devil would harm them, Lord, by any means. But Lord, you would protect them, Lord, by your power. And Lord, you would accomplish your purpose through your children, Lord. And Lord, you would give them provisions wherever they are, Lord. That the Lord, they will lack nothing. You will provide the needs of the, your children. And Lord, you will proclaim your gospel through them and you will, you will accomplish your purpose through your children, Lord. Father, we remember all your children, Lord, missionaries and evangelists across the world at this time, Lord. We stand in the gap and pray for them, Lord. Equip them, Lord. Strengthen them, Lord. Provide them, Lord. Protect them, Lord. For your glory and your glory alone. In Jesus' name we pray. Father, we thank you, Lord, for giving us this opportunity to stand in gap, Lord. For each one of us, Lord. For each other, Lord. Lord, thank you for hearing us and answering our prayers, Lord. Lord, our desire is to live for you and to proclaim your name to the dying world, Lord. Help us to be a channel for your gospel. We thank you and we praise you. For in Jesus' name we pray. For in Jesus' name we pray. Praise God. Let's put our hands together for Jesus and be seated in His presence. Hallelujah. Let's be seated. Shortly we shall be rising up to pray. But before we pray, we shall quickly look at the word. In this segment of prayers, we shall be praying concerning the nations. In the book of Psalms, chapter 2, verse 8, the Bible said, Ask of me. Ask of me, and I will give you the hidden for an inheritance and the uttermost part of the earth for thy possession. That is why we shall be praying tonight for the nations. But before we pray, we are going to briefly share a revelation. Praise God. Now, we shall be looking at the purpose of prayers. Understanding the purpose of prayers. Why do we pray? Why are we praying? It is a popular saying that if we do not understand the purpose of anything, there is the possibility of abusing it. Is it not? But when you understand the purpose of anything, you utilize it judiciously. Why do we pray? Now, God is a sovereign God. To be sovereign means He is independent of any external influences. No man, nobody can influence Him. But yet, he said we should pray. Why? Another thing we need to know about God is that God is omniscience. What does it mean? God is all-knowing. He understands everything. But yet he said, we should what? We should pray. Why? Why? And another thought thing we should know about God is that God is only operated, regulated, and controlled by his word. No matter what, it is his word that will stand. But yet, he said, we should pray. We should call on to him. We should call on him at all times. Why? Why? Praise God. Now, in the book 
of Genesis chapter 1, verse 28, the Bible said, God created man in his image after his likeness. And God made a decree, beginning from verse 26. The Bible said, and God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness. And let them have dominion. Let them have dominion. In that scripture, God did not say, let us have dominion. So, God clearly exempted himself from becoming an authority on earth without man. Listen to me very carefully. Within this very short minute, I may be challenging some of your theologies. God exempted himself and released upon man the authority to be in charge on earth. He said, let them have dominion. To have dominion means to dominate, to be in charge, to be in control of everything. God removed himself from the affairs of the earth. This goes to say that nothing would happen on earth except somebody prays. If you will not call on God and say, Lord, this is what I want, God will not move. Unfortunately, today in the church we have a group of complainers. Why? Because we do not understand the purpose why God has called us. We do not understand why God has created and formed us. God has created us. He has formed us that will become an authority on earth and be in control. In control. Be in charge. So God expects us to pray and not to complain. Hallelujah. He said, let them have dominion. Let them be in charge. Let them take over. Let them have control. Let them command me what I should do. As a matter of fact, if you will not say to God, God will not do anything. John Wesley, a very popular man in those days said, Without God, man cannot. And without man, God will not. I say it again. John Wesley, he said, Without God, man cannot. And without man, God will not. What does it mean? If man will not pray, God will not. If man will not ask, God will not. That is why in Psalms chapter 2 verse 8, he said, Ask of me, and I will give you the hidden for a possession, and the uttermost part of the earth for an inheritance. We need to ask God for him to ask. Praise God. Now, unfortunately, man lost his dominion at Eden because of sin. The devil understood that he needed a body and he was subtle enough to pick on the serpent and use his body to manipulate man. He tempted man and man fell. You know, I keep wondering, until God showed me this revelation, why did God, in his ultimate power, not come down to rescue man? Why the devil was busy tempting man? Why? Have you ever asked? Why did God not come down to say, Hey, devil, stop! God will not come down. Because if he had come down, he would have broken his word. He had given man authority and power to subdue the devil. So he was washing man and would not say anything. But the devil knew too well to come to the serpent and he tempted man and man fell. After the devil had done all he needed to do, 
God showed up in Genesis chapter 3, verse 15. He told him, he said, Satan, you have done what you would have done. You have done all you could. But listen to me, you have known me too well. You have been with me in the kingdom. You know I will not break my word. I won't come down because I have given man authority. He said because he did not understand the power he had. However, listen, this same man that you have caused to fall, he said, at the fullness of time, the seed of this woman whom you deceived would come and he will bruise thy head and he will bruise his heel. Hallelujah. God arranged and strategized. He did not want to come physically as a spirit to oppose the devil, but he prepared a womb, made availability for his son, the Christ, to appear. And the Bible said in Galatians chapter 4, if you read it from verse 4, the Bible said, and at the fullness of time, the seed of the woman, born of the woman, he manifested. He came in as Jesus. Jesus was completely man, and he was completely God. There was need for a man to be available, for Christ to be able to have effect on earth. Christ came through Jesus Christ. I mean, he came through Jesus. Jesus was completely man. He was born by the word of God. When God met Mary, he told him, he said, Thou hast found favor in the sight of God, Mary. And because you have found favor in the sight of God, the child, even the son, is going to come through you. The one that will save my people from their sin. And Mary permitted God. Mary said, be it unto me according to thy word. And immediately, Jesus was conceived in the belly. Now, why did Jesus have to come? Because God wanted to have a legal right. A legal right to bruise the head of the devil. Let me say to all people of God, spirits do not have rights on earth. It is you, a man in a body that has rights on earth. To cause changes. I'll say it again. Spirits, spirit beings do not have rights on earth. God has bestowed upon you the full authority. That's why he said in the book of Luke chapter 10 verse 19. He said, behold, I give unto you power. Why? Because Jesus had taken over the power the devil stole from man. He took it over from him. When he came onto the earth as Jesus and died for man. Hallelujah. So, you have power. You have power to be in charge. You have power to take control. You have power to make things happen. You have power to cause change. But first you must pray. Are you ready to pray tonight? Are you ready to pray tonight? We cry most times because we do not understand the volume of power God has bestowed on us. That is why we cry. When we see circumstances around us, we cry. We will. We say, God, why me? God, why me? And God will be looking at us and say, Son, I want you to make a declaration. And I will perform it. Just say the word. And I will perform it. I will be looking at us and say, Father, why me? What is happening? We'll be protesting and questioning. And God will be waiting on us to make decrees that he may obey. Hallelujah. God is expecting us to make decrees. He's expecting us to cause change on earth. Without us, there will not be the desired change that God has ordained. Praise God. That is why in the book of Isaiah chapter 45, verse 11, God said clearly, command ye me. <laughs> That's what he said. 
He said, command me. Command ye me. Command ye me. Thus said the Lord, the Holy One of Israel and his maker. Ask me of things to come concerning the sons and concerning the work of my hands. Command ye me. Issue commandments. Stop begging. Enough is enough of begging and crying. Begin to issue decrees. The Bible said, where the word of a king is, there is power. You need to understand the power you carry. You are not an ordinary person. You are not a mere being. You are not a mistake. God has ordained you to be in charge on earth. And God is expecting you to command him. So that he will make the change that you desire. Stop crying. That is why we shall be commanding God today concerning the nations. And we shall see the change in the name of Jesus. Command ye me. That is what he said. Command ye me. Also, in Isaiah chapter 43 verse 26. He said, put me in remembrance. Put me in remembrance. Let us plead together. Declare thou that thou mayest be justified. Put me in remembrance. Remind me of my word. Speak what you want and I will do it. Declare. All I am waiting for you is to declare it. And you will be justified. Hallelujah. God is expecting our declarations. He is expecting us to open our mouth wide that he might feel it. He said in his word, open your mouth wide and I will feel it. Open your mouth wide and I will feel it. People of God, let me say to us. Even the creature, Romans chapter 8, verse 19. Even the creature that are subject in vanity, the Bible said, they are waiting for your manifestation as sons of God. They are waiting for you to speak as children of God. But rather than speaking the word and making declarations, we go around frowning our faces. When we are supposed to know that we are the solution to the problem of the world. The Bible said in Romans chapter 8, verse 19, for the endless expectation of the creation waited patiently for the manifestation of the sons of God. How do, how are you supposed to manifest? God has made you to be in command and to manifest on earth the power of God. Power of God. So the creation itself that is subject to vanity is looking up to you. It's looking up to you. That is why when they come complaining to you, speak the word to them. Because God has made you a solution. Hallelujah. Say to yourself, I am a solution to my generation. You didn't hear me well. Say to yourself like you mean it. I am a solution to my generation. The creation are looking up to you. The creation are looking up to you. The creation. All things on earth are waiting for you to manifest. In prayers. Making declarations per time, per time, per time. Hallelujah. Very shortly we shall be rising up to pray. But let us see what happened. Jesus came and he died. When he died on the cross as man, Christ in him did not die. But Jesus was the vessel, human, that gave Christ the authority to operate on earth. Hallelujah. That was why Jesus would always pray. He was always praying because he needed to activate Christ inside of him. 
He needed to issue authority to the Christ in him. Do you know that when Jesus died, he went down to the grave. The devil saw him and said, Oh man, what are you doing here? You are not supposed to be here because you are not human. You are a spirit. He told the devil, My body is up there, Jesus. And he came straight to the devil and he dispossessed him of the key. When he looked at the devil, he was having the key of the gate of hell. Grave and destruction. He took the keys and he freed all those that were inbound. Abraham, Isaac, Jacob. He loosed them. The Bible said he led captivity captive and set them free. Hallelujah. Why? He came and he restored the authority the devil took. He restored it unto us. Praise God. So we are entities of authority. If you know who you are, when you rise up, you issue decrees. Jesus has perfected it all. All that the devil stole from man in the garden of Eden, Jesus has restored. So as you move from here tonight, go with this revelation that you are not a mere man. You are an entity of command. You are in charge. After he took delivery of the key, he carried Abraham, Isaac and Jacob and took them to the heavens and put them in paradise. And when he put them in paradise, he came back and went back into Jesus. And Jesus rose up triumphantly by that same power. When he rose up, he met with the apostles. For three days he was with them. And after a while, he took off and Christ moved Jesus to heaven. And as Jesus was going to the heavens, listen to me, I will soon round up. But there's something I want you to get and we'll pray tonight. So that as you begin to pray, you will pray with an immense authority. Hallelujah. They were looking at Jesus. He was going. And the angel came and said, This same Jesus, whom you see today, go, be taken away from you. In this same manner, he will come. He will come again. And Christ moved up with Jesus. And sat Jesus at the right hand of God. And he came back. <laughs> when he came back in the form of the Holy Spirit, he entered into you. He entered into you. So that you are now God's instrument on earth in this generation. The power of God is no more just available through the one Christ we knew in the days of old. But the power of God is now operating in the lives of millions of Christians. Are you amongst them? Christ is in you. Somebody say, Christ in me. The hope of glory. Say, Christ in me. The hope of glory. Christ in me. The hope of glory. You carry Christ. You are not a mere man. You carry Christ. Yes, Jesus is in the heavens. But Christ is in you. That is the power of the Holy Ghost. That same Christ that was in Jesus. And he was issuing command. He was raising the dead. He was opening the blind eyes. Those that were sick were touching the hem of his garment. And they were receiving their healing. That same Christ is in you today. Do you know that? Do you know you carry Christ? You are an agent of authority. I was ministering somewhere some time ago in Nigeria. I told them, I said, I am an agent of God. I have not come here as a mere man. I am an agent. Do you know what makes somebody an agent? When they are possessed of the spirit of the devil. Those are the evil agents. But I am possessed of the spirit of God. And so I appear anywhere as an agent of God. Permitted to make change. Finally, in the book of Matthew chapter 18, verse 18. Listen very well. The Bible said, 
whatsoever you shall bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. It means anything you authorize on earth is what is authorized in heaven. Anything you permit on earth, God permits it. If you allow it, God allows it. And he said, whatsoever you shall lose on earth, God loses it in heaven. Anything you will not allow on earth, God will not allow it. You are an agent of God. The agent of God in this home, rise up in this hall tonight, rise up on your faith. If you know that you carry the Spirit of God, and you are ready to make change in this generation, rise up on your feet. Right on your knees, you can be causing changes in the, in the nations of the earth. On your knees, right here, issuing decrees, not begging. We are not called out to beg. We are called out as kings to place decrees and make changes. Are you ready to make change tonight? You are going to pray and say, Lord, I submit myself to you. I release myself to you. Take over my life. Come into me afresh. Are you praying that prayer? Say, Lord, I release myself. 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 Take over me. Possess me tonight. Possess me tonight. Possess me tonight. Make me your agent. Make me an agent. Lord Jesus, I submit myself to you. I give you authority to act through me. Are you praying tonight? Say, Lord, I permit you to use me. Use my eyes. Use my hand. Use my body. Use my leg. Use my mouth. I give you authority. Use me, Lord. 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 Whatsoever you shall bind on earth is bound in heaven. Whatsoever you lose on earth, you is loose in heaven. The Lord, I submit to you. Use me, Lord. 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 Thank you, my Father. Thank you, my Father. In Jesus' mighty name, we are praying. I know of a man they called John not. He was on his knee because he knew whom he was. He said, Lord, give me Scotland or I will die on my knees. I will not, I will not get up from this place. Give me Scotland or I will die. John not. He prayed and prayed until his knees became like rock. And God turned Scotland around. A single man turned a single nation around. You have the capacity to change your nation. We are going to begin to pray and say, Lord, I lift up my nation before your hand. Are you from India? Are you from Nigeria? Wherever you are from. Say, Lord, I decree change in my nation. Let my nation be open unto you. Let my nation be open unto you, Lord. Let my nation be open unto you, Lord. I command change in the nation of Nigeria. Let every powers of the enemy bow. Let every powers of the enemies bow from my nation, Lord. From my nation, Lord. From my nation, Lord. Mahenge Braga Zegede. Let every power of the enemies be destroyed from my nation. Let them bow now. I refuse it. I refuse it. Every further activities of the powers of darkness operating in our nation. We come against it. We come against it. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name, we are praying. In the mighty name of Jesus. In the book of 
Psalms where we read, chapter 2, verse 8, it said, Ask of me, and I will give you the hidden for inheritance, and the uttermost part of the earth for thy possession. We are going to say, Lord, we take delivery of the uttermost part of the earth for Jesus. We command the doors of the gospel to be open in all the nations of the earth. Open your mouth now. Say, Lord, we command the doors of the gospel to be open in all the nations of the earth. Let the doors of the word of God be open in all the nations of the earth, Lord. We command the nations to give in to Jesus. We command all the nations of the earth to give in to Jesus. Let the doors of the gospel be open, be open, be open, be open, be open, be open in all the nations of the earth. My Father, my God, let the doors of the gospel be open in all the nations of the earth. My Father, my God, let the doors of the gospel be open in all the nations of the earth. In the name of Jesus Christ. In Jesus' mighty name we are praying. In the book of John chapter 17 verse 22, the Bible said, I in them and you in me, may they be brought to complete unity, to let the world know that you sent me, and have loved them even as you have loved me. We are going to pray for the unity in the body of Christ all around the world. Unity of purpose. Unity of focus. Say, Lord, let the unity begin from this church. Let it spread to all the nations of the earth. Let there be unity in the body of Christ. Let there be unity in the body of Christ. We command unity. Let the church be united. Jesus prayed several times. Let them be one, even as we are one. Let them be one, even as we are one. Say, Father, let the unity of the body of Christ be revealed, be revealed, be revealed, be revealed, be revealed, be revealed in the name of Jesus. Bind us together in unity, Lord. Bind us together in love. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, we are praying. We are going to pray for revival among God's people. We are going to decree revival. In Psalms 85 verse 6, the Bible says, Will you not revive us again, that your people may rejoice in you? Will you not revive us again, that your people may rejoice in you? We are going to pray and say, Lord, let there be revival in the church, round about the world. Let there be revival in the midst of your people. Send down revival, Lord. Send down your fire again. Let there be revival in the church amongst the nations. Let there be revival in the church amongst the nations. Let there be revival in the church amongst the nations. Let there be revival in the church amongst the nations. In the name of Jesus. Let there be revival. Revive your church. All the church of Jesus Christ all around the nation. We pray for revival. We pray for revival. We pray for revival. In the name of Jesus Christ, we are praying. If you pray more, I shall be rounding up. We are going to pray for government and leaders all around the nation. We are going to say, Lord, you said the heart of the kings are in your hand. We are going to say, Lord, let the heart of all the leaders of the earth bow to the gospel of Christ. Open your mouth and begin to pray. Let the heart of all the leaders, the leaders of our nations, the leaders of all the nations of the earth, let their heart bow to the gospel of Jesus Christ. Let the heart of the leaders of the nations bow to the gospel of Jesus Christ. Let their heart be open unto Jesus. Let their heart be open unto Jesus. In the book of 1 Timothy chapter 2 verse 1, 
The Bible said, I urge them that first of all, prayers be made. And thanksgiving be made for everyone, for kings and for those in authority. We ask, Lord, that the heart of all the leaders of the nations, we bow to you. We bow to you. We bow to you. In the name of Jesus Christ, we are praying. He said, Behold, I give you authority to tread upon serpents and scorpions and upon every work of the enemy. Nothing shall by enemies hurt you. We are going to tread upon every powers of terrorism that are plaguing the nations of the world. Every powers of terrorism plaguing the nations, causing fear in the midst of the heart of men. Say, Lord, stop it by your hand. We command it to be stopped. Open your mouth, pray, 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 pray. Every powers of terrorism, we put an end to it now. We put an end to it right now. In the name of Jesus. Every powers of terrorism, terrorizing the nations of the earth. Powers of ISIS. Powers of Boko Haram. Powers of Ashabab. Whatever terrorist group they are called by. We command them to be silenced. We command them to be silenced. We command them to be silenced. We command them to be subdued. In the name of Jesus. We bring to an end. Every powers of terrorism. Every powers of terrorism. Every powers of terrorism. In the mighty name of Jesus. We decree today. That the nations be free. From the shackles of terrorism. From the shackles of terrorism. In the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you Father. In Jesus mighty name. We are praying. We are going to pray for the salvation of the lost. We are going to say Lord. Amongst the nations. Bring men into thy kingdom. Amongst the nations. Bring men into thy kingdom. The Bible said in the book of Acts chapter 2 verse 21. It said. And everyone who calls on the name of the Lord. Will be saved. Say Lord. Save men. Cause them to turn to you. Calling upon your name. Open your mouth and pray now. Among the nations of the earth, bring men to thyself. Bring men to thyself. Raise unto thyself men. In the name of Jesus. Bring men to the knowledge of the word of God. Bring men to the knowledge of the word of God. Save souls, Lord. Save souls, Lord. Save souls, Lord. Save souls, Lord. In the nations of the earth. Save souls, Lord. In the nations of the earth. Let men be saved. Bring them to righteousness. Turn men from wickedness. Turn men from wickedness. Cause them to turn to you. Cause them to turn to you. Cause them to turn to you. Turn men to thyself among the nations of the earth. Turn men to thyself, Lord. Turn men to thyself, Lord. Bring them to the knowledge of the truth in the name of Jesus. We thank you because it is done. We thank you because it is done. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. As we begin to round up, we are going to pray for the nation wherein we are dwelling. We are going to say, Lord, let your peace reign upon this land. This land shall not revolt against Christians. We are going to say, Lord, turn this nation unto thyself. Open your mouth begin to pray in the name of Jesus. Let your peace reign in this land. Turn this land to thyself, Lord. Turn this land to thyself, Lord. The Bible said, with men it is impossible, but with God nothing shall be impossible. Turn this land to thyself in the name of Jesus. Let the peace of God reign in this land. The peace of God that transcends all understanding. Let it reign in this land. And Lord, turn this nation to thyself and be glorified forever. Turn this nation to thyself and be glorified forever. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, we are praying. In Jesus' name, we are praying. Open your mouth, give God thanks tonight. 
Say, Father, we thank you for all the nations of the earth. For the great and wonderful things you are doing in the midst of us. In the midst of the nations. We give you all the praise. We give you all the praise. We give you all the praise. Praise the Lord. Since we started about uh, 15 minutes late today, by the grace of God, we are given the time. Is it okay if we can go 15 minutes overboard? If you feel that we can go 15 minutes, just put up your hands. Otherwise, we can close at one. Praise God. We will just take that time by the grace of God. <clears throat> we sing the song, Water You Turned Into Wine. Brother Paul, keyboard. Awesome in power, our God, our God. 
about the awesomeness of God. Truly, our God is awesome. The problem with us is we do not understand the power we have within us. And let us ask God, God, reveal who I am in Christ. Let us make this as a prayer and say, Lord, reveal to me who I am in Christ. We do not know where we stand. We always walk as defeated people. The moment we see sickness, we run. The moment we see strife, we run. But we do not understand who we are in Christ. Let us pray and say, God, reveal to me, Father. Reveal to me who I am in Christ. Who I am in Christ. Because the Bible says all authority... All authority that is in heaven and on earth has been given to you and me. All authority. Father, give me grace to understand the authority I have in Christ. Not of my own, but of Christ. But of Christ. I want you to pray for the person on your right or your left. Choose somebody. Choose somebody right now and pray. Father, reveal. Reveal, Lord God, today to my brother. Take somebody on your right and left. I want you to pray for that person and say, God, reveal to this person who he is in Christ. Because we are not supposed to walk as defeated foes. We are supposed to walk victorious in Christ Jesus. Victorious in Christ Jesus. We are commanded to command demons to flee. We are commanded to ask sickness to flee. Let us take that authority and say, God, I need to know who I am in Christ Jesus. Who I am in Christ Jesus. Because God, you deserve the glory. You deserve the honor. You deserve the power and the praise, Lord God. We praise you. We worship you. We glorify you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Can somebody take Hebrews chapter 3, verse 13. Can you read it? Hebrews chapter 3, verse 13. I want to pray very specifically for the nation of Oman. Hebrews chapter 13, verse 3, verse 13. Anybody? Yes, Matthew. 
We are going to pray, Lord, soften the hearts that are hardened through the deceitfulness of sin. Soften their hearts. Let us pray for this nation. For some reason, their hearts are hardened. Let us even keep us as a contact, point of contact. We ourselves at times, our hearts are hardened with sin because there is deceitfulness. Let us pray. I want you to take somebody on your right and left. I want you to agree with somebody. Please just look forward to somebody. Agree with that person. Let us make business today. Let, that is business. Let us mean business today. Choose somebody and say, Lord, soften their hearts. Lord, soften our hearts, Lord God, that we will not live in deceitfulness of sin. We will not accept sin and live with it and think it is okay to live in sin, to live a double standard life. Let us pray. Let us pray. Choose somebody, please. Do not make this place to be quiet. Let us lift up the name. God has given us the authority. He has given us the authority. He has given us the authority. Father, we pray, Lord God, soften our hearts. Soften our hearts, Lord God. So that, Lord God, we will not be cheated, misled with the deceitfulness of sin, Lord God. We pray this, Father, on the people of this land, upon the people of our church, upon our lives, upon our children, upon those around us, Lord God. Father, we pray in the name of Jesus. We pray, Lord God, let deceitfulness vanish. Let deceitfulness vanish. Let it depart from every child that has been in bondage for a long time. Set them free. Set them free. In Jesus' name we pray. In Jesus' name we pray. Somebody turn to Psalm 107, verse 20. Psalm 107, verse 20. If you have it, please. 107, verse 20. One zero seven, quickly, please. Ah, hmm, hmm, hmm. Ah, let us pray, Lord, send forth your word and deliver them from all destruction. Let us pray first, Lord, send your word and deliver me. Deliver me first, Lord God. Deliver every member in our church from all destruction. From all destruction. And let us pray for the people around us in our offices. Father, we pray you will send forth your word. Send forth your word, Lord God. Upon the lives of my children. Upon the lives of those I work with. Upon everyone that I know. Father, that they will not be destructed, Lord God. They will not fall into destruction, Lord God. Father, we pray in the name of Jesus, Lord God, that you will send forth your word and deliver them from destruction, Lord. Deliver them from destruction, Father. This is our heart's cry, Daddy. This is our heart's cry, Lord God. This is our heart's cry, Father. Deliver them. Deliver them. Deliver them, Lord God. Father, we pray in the name of Jesus, we pray. In the name of Jesus, we pray. 
Somebody turn to 2 Peter chapter 3 verse 9. 2 Peter 3 9. If you have it, please read 2 Peter 3 9. God doesn't want anyone of us. The Lord is yet. not slack concerning His promise, mm. as some count slackness, mm. but is long suffering towards us, Amen. not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. Two things we are going to pray. Lord, let them not perish, but let them come to repentance. Everyone that you know, I want you to call out their names. If you have family members, if you have friends, call them out and say, Lord, I do not want them to perish, Lord, but I want them to come to repentance. Let it be your children. Even if your children do not know, let us pray, Lord, when they come to the age of understanding, Father, I pray that they will not perish, but they will come to the knowledge of knowing who Jesus is. Father, we pray, Lord God, this is our ask cry, Lord God, that our children, our friends, will not perish. The ones living beside me, the ones working in my office, Father, we pray that they will not perish, Lord God. They will not perish, Lord God. This is our heart's cry, that they will come to the knowledge of repentance. They will come to the knowledge of repentance. Let us pray for the nation of Oman, the nation of Oman, that people will not perish, but they will come to the knowledge of repentance. They will come to know Jesus. They will come to know Jesus as Lord and Savior. Open, In open Jesus the eyes name of my pray. heart, Lord. Amen. Open the eyes of my heart, Lord. Let us pray this as we sing the song. Open the eyes of my heart, Lord. As we sing it, let us make it as a prayer. Open the eyes of my heart. I want to see you. I want to see you. Open the eyes. Open the eyes of my heart, Lord. Open the eyes of my heart. I want to see. To see you high and lifted up. To see you high and lifted up. Shining in the light of your glory. Pour out your power and light as we sing. of my heart, Lord, open the eyes of my heart, I want to see I want to see to see you high and lifted up, to see high and lifted up. Your glory 
your power and might as we think holy, holy, holy to see you high and lifted up, shining in the light of your glory. Pour out your power. As we sing, holy, 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 When was the last time you seen Christ being manifested? When was the last time you seen Christ being manifested? When you spoke, when you sang, when you ministered, was Christ manifested? Pray and say, Lord, I want to see you eye lifted up. And let us pray, Lord, open the eyes of the people of this nation. The people of this nation, Lord God, have mercy. You can ask. Today we heard it from our, from our pastor. We can ask God and He will give it to us. We can pray and say, Lord, open the eyes of these people, Lord God. Open the eyes of these people, Lord God. Open their eyes, Lord God, so that they will see you. They will see you. And they can only see Christ if we proclaim Christ. Let us pray, God, give me grace. Every opportunity I have, give me grace to proclaim Christ. Every opportunity that I have, give me grace to proclaim Christ. Let us pray. Let us pray this and say, God, give me grace. That anyone and everyone that is around me, I will proclaim Christ. I will proclaim Christ. To see Him highly lifted up. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. As we know that 11 months are just passed by, we want to give glory to God for these past 11 months. I want you to think, look back and see from the month of January how safe we were kept. We traveled on the road. The Lord watched over our going and our coming. We went to our jobs and we did our jobs. We got our salary on time. We thank God that none of us are in the mortuary. But we are in a sanctuary. I want you to take time and say, Lord, I want to thank you for the last 11 months. For the 11 months that you have given me, I want to thank you. I want to thank you that you kept my family safe. I want to thank you that no disease, no plague came near the tent of my family. I want to thank you, Lord God, that no accident. Father, the enemy came in many directions, but you stood. You stood around me, Lord God. You watched over me, Lord God. Father, we pray in the name of Jesus, Lord God. That, Lord, we pray that you will do this, Lord God. You will do this, Pastor. Father, we pray in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Lord, we pray that you will do this. You do this. 
Father, we pray that you will do all this for us, Lord God. This is our heart cry. In Jesus' name we pray. We are going to pray very specially for the events that are going to take place in this month of December. We are going to pray very specially for the outreach event. Let us pray that these events, that the name of Jesus alone will be magnified and glorified. Everything that is going to take place, let us pray, Lord, let it be an event where people will come to know Christ. Let us pray that these events will only bring glory to God. Let us take time. I want you to agree with somebody. Agree with somebody and say, Lord, do something new through these events. Through the man of God who is going to speak to the children. Agree with somebody and say, Lord, I am agreeing, Lord God. Your word says, whether two or three gathered, I stand in agreement with my brother. I stand in agreement with my sister. Father, every event... Every event that takes place, Lord God, we want, Lord God, your glory to be manifested in this place. Lord, we want, Lord God, the name of Jesus to be exalted, Lord God. We pray for the one who is giving the testimony. We pray for the one who is coordinating. We pray for the messenger of God's word. Father, let the name of Jesus be magnified and glorified, Lord God. This is our ask cry. This is our ask cry. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You deserve Amen. the glory. We we'll sing this song and tell Lord, you deserve all the glory. When everything takes place and when everything's over, we will not take credit. Only glory will belong to Him. Only glory will belong to Him. In Jesus' name we were going to worship. Amen. of the glory and the honor Lord we lift our hands and worship as we lift your holy let us lift our hands to the Lord of the glory and the honor Lord we lift our hands as we lift your holy name For you are great You do miracles so great There is no one else like you There is no one else like you For you are great You do miracles For you are great. 
Go ahead and open your mouth and say to him. In Jesus' mighty name we are prayed. Father, we thank you for us tonight. We give you all the glory for the encounters we have had with you. Take all the glory in Jesus' name. As we go, let your presence go with us. As we have prayed, let answer come speedily in the name of Jesus. In that we have cried unto you. Say, call unto me, I will answer you. We know you are committed to answer us. And so at this hour we celebrate answered prayers. In the name of Jesus. Show us that which we know not. Concerning every area of our life for us to move ahead. In the name of Jesus. I declare concerning your children. That everything that needs to be done. For every one of us to be fully prepared. For a glorious time in the month of December. I declare it done tonight in the name of Jesus. We shall cross over to that month December gloriously and fully prepare for 2015 in the name of Jesus. Everyone sick, I speak the word of healing in the name of Jesus. Concerning your son that will be going through procedure today in India, I declare perfect healing. Perfect surgery in the name of Jesus. Everyone that could not attend tonight's meeting because they are strong, I declare their perfect healing right now in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. I use this hour to pray for every child in this church that will be writing their exam in the next two weeks. I pray for wisdom from above. I pray for wisdom from above. In the name of Jesus, I forbid any of our children to be sick. In the name of Jesus, they shall be in some head to write their exams. In the name of Jesus, as they come back preparing for the outreach and for the exam, I pray that the wisdom of God will make all our children to be outstanding. In the name of Jesus, as we go, we go safely home. In the name of Jesus. And when we come back later today, we shall come refreshed to be blessed again in your presence in the name of Jesus. I commit, oh God, everyone you are going to use in the service today. I pray for a fresh auction to function. A fresh anointing of the Holy Spirit upon everyone, your servant that you are going to use in the name of Jesus. Thank you, blessed Redeemer. We give you all the glory for your children you have used tonight. Lord, I pray you will refresh them in the name of Jesus and not them afresh in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. The grace together and fellowship, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us now forevermore. Amen. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our lives and we shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Amen. Abundance and grace. God bless you in Jesus' name.